podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. This evening, I'm here with Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? And Louis Ragoni is back. Back? Yes, you're back. Back Back from where? Mike, I was here last week. How do you I didn't know? say you wasn't here last week. I just said you're back. I'm back. Okay. You're back on the show. Okay. Yes. Hi, Dolphins. I'm back. I mean, it could have been Ryan we were talking to. <laughs> <laughs> when Ryan comes back, that's how we'll introduce him. Ryan's exactly. back. Well, Ryan pops in every now and again. I'm he does. Pretty much every week. He does. He's, he's an eager beaver. And he's yes. good. He's good. We miss you, Ryan. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So uh, what do we got? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the offensive line, and we talked about the tight end position. And, uh, you know, since then, the Dolphins have made some changes. So, they brought in a couple more tackles. Yeah. Two guys with experience. Uh, both, uh, I guess you could say, underperformed where they were. Uh, you know, Cedric Abui with the Jets. Uh, he was a, a first-round draft pick. Uh, what was it? Back in uh, 15, I think. Yeah, 2015 by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. And uh, Isaiah Wynn uh, with the Patriots. And uh, he was drafted in 2018. So, I mean, both these guys come in. I mean, Wynn has had serious injury issues. He's he's <laughs> he's barely played half the games he's been eligible for. So, you know, that's probably why he's no longer in Foxborough. So, any uh, thoughts on these guys, Lewis? Are they still in Foxborough, Mike? I don't know. Are they? I think so. <laughs> well, Isaiah Wynn is not. Isaiah, yeah, Isaiah Wynn is not in South Yeah, Florida. I mean, you know, Mike, uh, you know, you've got some guys with a little bit of experience. I'm sorry, Daniel. Were you saying something? Mm-mm. They're guys with some experience behind their belts. They're, they're both, um, you know, disappointments at the position they were playing in the NFL for the teams they were playing for. That's why they were available. But, um, you know, hey, who knows? Some guys get it late, right? Maybe one of these guys gets it late, figures it out, um, you know, becomes a, a constant across the offensive line, and, and that's what they're shooting for right now. Um, you know, they're trying to get some sort of stability. And, you know, you always need depth. I mean, one thing that we've exactly. seen. Yeah. One thing we've seen over the uh, the last couple of years is that, you know, we're going to have guys coming in and out of the lineup across the offensive line. Um, we've been hit hard on given years. And, um, you know, this gives us, you know, more depth and more competition come training camp. So, you know, it's never a bad thing, right? Nope. Yeah. And as far as Isaiah Wynn, I remember when they took him – there was a talk that he should have stayed at guard in the NFL. They reached a little bit on him in 2018, 
moved him straight over to tackle. He's a little bit of an undersized tackle, but like Mike said, he's been really banged up. I think that if he could string some uh, some healthy games together, he you know he has the potential to be a uh, decent backup. Here's the thing: we don't want either one of these guys starting, uh, and if we do, that their grades need to improve a lot. Yes. Well, I think the question is right: who will they be starting over? Yeah. We've got a lot of uh, inexperience, and, and these two guys bring some experience. So I, I can't fault the signings, but like like you said, I, you know, I'd really rather not see them play. I'd rather our starters stay healthy and do a good job. Yeah, because it comes down to the fact that now we have three first-round picks battling for that right tackle spot. Yeah, right. Because right. Austin Jackson, he was the highest drafted out of all three. So uh, if I if I recall correctly, he, you know, he was the highest drafted out of all three. What, did he go 13 or something, I think, that year? So uh, Isaiah Wynn was 23rd overall. Hug Bowie was 21st overall. So, you know, out of the go. gate, out of the gate, you got to think one of these guys is going to win the job, and they got to perform better than they have in the past. I, I wouldn't count Lamb out either, uh, you know, at that right tackle position. Because if these guys all struggle – you know, Lamb did a pretty decent job, and um, you know they have him. They have him listed as Armstead's backup at that left tackle position. But if he plays well enough, and you know he outdoes these other guys, I wouldn't be shocked if you know if they plug him in on the opposite side as well. You know, listen, you got four guys here that that you know that have experience at this point, so. You know, it, it, it's a good thing. You know, yep. hopefully one of these guys rises to the occasion and, you know, and takes the job and we don't have a rotation in, you know, because we've seen that as well. Guys coming in and out of the lineup at that right tackle position over the course of a season. And that's never a good thing. Yeah. And you've also had several guys get injured, you know, and so having a guy who has some experience, another first round pick, you know, it's always a good thing to have uh, the depth. So, you know, we talk about it in the cornerback. You can never have enough. So I'm, I don't hate either signing, but I neither one of them moved the needle for me the way. Yeah, I, they don't make your toes tingle. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> no. All right. So they also signed. Uh, you know, this this past weekend they had a rookie uh, tryout, and uh, they signed a cornerback uh, from that tryout, Bryce Thompson. Okay. Yeah, played at Tennessee. Uh, he was with the the Sea Dragons yep, in the XFL, the XFL this year. Yeah, uh, thirty four tackles, two interceptions, and he he, uh, you know, I look. What can you say? Uh, he's probably a long shot to make the roster, but again, he's that position, that cornerback position. You can never have too many of them. How many cornerbacks do we have, Daniel? Forty. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. I don't know, but I do not hate having a lot. Um, I could tell you real fast, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 currently on the roster. Oh, that's all? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he makes, yeah, he makes 13. 13. Well, I wish him luck. It's always it's always fun to see, you know, the unheralded guys uh, get an opportunity. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with wide receiver. Um you know, we, we had some signings this offseason, right? Uh, Chosen Anderson for one. What are your thoughts on the receiver position outside, obviously, the top two guys, Lewis? <laughs> it's question marks, one after another. Um, you know, you've got solid players there starting, 
and then past that you've got question marks I mean, yeah who's who's gonna get that third spot chose well not, not only the third spot mike but you know fourth spot as well i mean you know you go in the the course of you know over the course of the season you're going to need other guys to step up sure I mean, last year we saw craig craycraft at times you know play pretty decently in and games, sherfield you know and sherfield sherfield had his games here and there um and number 14 in your programs number one in your heart and he's no longer here <laughs> Number fourteen. So anyway, well, he was number one in Daniel's heart. I just, I had to, inter- I had to interject that. Yeah, I mean, you've got it was, it was fun. It, it was a fun, it was a fun game we played. Uh, but now he's in Buffalo, and and we hate him. Yeah. So, with all that being said, I mean, you've got Cedric Wilson, who's a big question mark. Craig Craft looked good when he was healthy. Um, and then, of course, there's Braxton Berrios. You know, we brought him in as well. He's a comma, has got to come in, and he's got to step up. You know, among this group, he's the guy that has the most up potential. And he's a guy that is going to have to step up. We need another playmaker from that wide receiver position. I think these other guys, we know what they are at this point in their careers, all of them. And, you know, we're not, they're not going to go out and they're not going to, you know, surprise anybody. You know, they'll make plays here and there. But EZE is the guy that, you know, potentially could be, you know, a real solid third receiver, which we absolutely need. I mean, right now, you know, as I look at the position, you know, I, I'm a little disappointed in it to an extent. You know, I don't, I don't think this is, this is a very good group past our two starters. So, you know, we'll see how everything unfolds, but um, you know, we just got to hope that our two starters stay healthy. Yeah, and I've got I've got some hopes. Like I, we do not have another superstar for sure beyond the first two, or another guy that makes a defense is really you know ponder their life choices when they're going to be guarding against them. So, uh, but we do have several guys who have an opportunity to play serious roles on this team guys that are role players and then a couple of guys who are question marks that could really stand out and in, in uh easy e obviously but also braylon sanders look braylon sanders got on the field over easy e last year as as also as a rookie and came in and, and played some downs he had a couple of opportunities that uh that if he would have made those plays you know, we would be talking about him in a different light this offseason. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, like, there's just a couple of opportunities that he had that, that stand out to me as, as game-changing opportunities. And there's the potential that he comes in there uh, this year and, and makes some of those plays, right? And, you know, Chosen Anderson is an absolute burner. And, it, you know, for those of you listening don't know who the hell that is, it's Robbie Anderson. Uh, changed his name to Chosen. And then, you know, an underrated signing as far as speed and, and ability is Freddie Swain. You know, if Freddie Swain makes this roster, that's a guy who can absolutely fly too. You know, if I remember correctly, he was a track star. So we have guys. Uh, River Craycraft did resign. You know, Braxton Berrios is a solid slot guy who can come in and play downs and also be our kick returner. So, there are guys who will come in and play a good role, but here's the thing, like you cannot afford to have one of our top two go down. Right? And you've seen Waddle uh, you know, get banged up a couple of times last year, didn't miss a lot of time, but 
uh, get banged up a couple of times. You just can't afford one of those guys to go down. So while I have some hopes for the rest of the, the group, uh, none of them are game changers at this point. You need somebody in this passing game to step up past those two other guys. And, you know, whether it be the, the kid that we drafted at the running back position, you know, the tight end position, it, you know, I, I'd feel a lot better if, in fact, we had a tight end that was, you know, pass catching type receiver, um, you know, from that position as well. I mean, you know, you look at our passing game as a whole and, you know, you're not really overly concerned with anybody in it at this point. You know, you're going to have to have a couple other guys in this offense catching the football and making plays and, and being a consistent contributor to where teams have to defend against them. Otherwise, you know, they're going to take our two guys out on the outside and, you know, you're as good as done. We're going to struggle, you know, passing the football. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, you look at teams in the NFL nowadays, you know, you look at Cincinnati, you know, they come to mind. I mean, they've got three just rock solid receivers, you know, and, um, you know, from their tight end position, he wasn't all that bad either last year. Hurst, I mean, you know, other teams have a lot of guys that they can throw at you. You know, us, you know, you're looking at two guys and then a bunch of big question marks. So, you know, somebody's got to emerge in this passing game. Well, you know, you've, you've got chosen Anderson, obviously. And uh, to me, it's between him and Izakama and, uh, you know, Wilson. One of those three has, has to step up. That's how I look at the position. Let's talk about running back, Lewis, since you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Dalvin Cook's not here yet, so, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll go with the guys that are here right now. Um, you know, Mozart, you know, I felt that he did an outstanding job last year when he was on the football field, and uh, I think, you know, we've talked about it a million times. He should have got the football even more than he did. You know, Jeff Wilson was kind of, you know, a disappointment after – his first couple of games, he was running the ball extremely well when he first got here. And then he kind of, you know, went by the wayside. You know, the kid that we drafted is going to be interesting to see how they use him. You know, the two guys up at the top, Mozart and Wilson, I think are fine, you know, depending on what happens behind them. You know, Ahmed filled in well at times. I mean, he looked really, really good. You know, whenever he was called upon, he made plays. Um, you know, so I think, you know, that position. Until anything changes, you know, if they do decide to trade for, for somebody else to bring in, I, th- I, think we're, I think we'll be fine. You know, I think that, you know, you, you have to have them catching more balls out of the backfield. They, they have to throw to the running backs more. Yeah. They, they we've, we've beat that to horse to death. <laughs> it's got to happen, you know, and I, I don't care which one of these guys it is. But somebody's got to catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, we watch teams do it consistently. You know, when guys are covered down the field, they check down underneath. They have guys to go sure. to. And it works. You know, it works. You need, po- you need positives. You know, you can't have incompletions. You know, you need to get, even if it's four or five yards, you know. Well, you flat, know, Tua's got to do it for his health. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the ball. <laughs> get rid of the ball. You know, check it down. Um, and he does it, he does a very good job of getting rid of the ball. That's not the point I'm trying to make. What I'm what what he does have a tendency of doing sometimes is holding it too long, waiting for somebody to break open. Can't right. do that. Got to get rid of it. Yep. 
I mean, you know, lot, a lot of, no, I mean, a lot falls on Tua, but, you know, the coaching staff has to put guys in position. Now, they may be a little strapped in regard to sending guys out in the route simply because they don't trust the offensive line yep. to any big degree and they need help, you know, at, from that right tackle position. You know, maybe your running back stays in a lot instead of going out for passes. But, you know, they, they have to get in gold, I think, involved from that fullback position more too. I'd love to see him catch 30, 40 balls this year yeah. from that position. That'd be outstanding. The guy has good hands and, and he can run with the football once he gets it in the open field. So, you know, somehow, some kind of way, they got to figure that out. Yeah, Ingold was going to be my very first point here. Look, every time he was on the field last year, he created something, right? He he made a difference on the football field last year. And I believe that we will continue to extrapolate that, and he's going to make a difference this year. I expect him to catch, catch more passes. I expect to see him, you know, shifting out of the backfield and creating mismatches for our de- for our offensive skill players. Uh, Alex Angold is going to be a big part of that, but other otherwise, like I'm, I'm actually really excited about this group. Dalvin Cook excluded because that changes the equation if that ends up happening. If Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson can stay healthy this year, look the hell out. Just <laughs> you I, can say that about our whole team if they could just stay healthy. Sure, I, that's true, but we're talking about the running backs right now. So, like, just look the hell out if these guys can stay healthy because they were both running at a hell of a good clip last year. They had. Damn near career record uh, yards per carry last year. And that's not even mentioned in A-Chain. Okay, so, and I just want to say this. There's a lot of talk about Devin A-Chain being undersized. And and he is, mind you, but currently he's 5'9", 192. Okay, he's gained another four pounds coming into this offseason program. He grew an inch. Uh, well, I think it was five eight and a half, right? So, like, he's listed at five nine on on uh, ESPN. So that's where I'm looking at his height. But he's he's gained another four pounds this this off season program. And and Salman Ahmed is uh, listed at five eleven one ninety seven. So that's two inches and five pounds. And if and Ahmed is an effective back when he gets an opportunity. He's not nearly as skilled as Devin A. Chain, but if this kid continues to – he hasn't had a full offseason to work out for football, right? Because in college he was doing track. He was doing other things. He had to split his focus. Uh, he's a pro now. He's focused. Like, man, I'm really excited. I'm getting more and more excited about this pick and what he can do in this offense. I, I think that this group has a, a chance to be really damn good. As do I. I, I mean, as far as A-Chain's concerned. I mean, how can you not look forward to it, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got speed for days, so you know you you love to see how McDaniel is going to uh, utilize that speed. Yeah, uh, there, there's so many opportunities, so many ways. I mean, with a guy with his skill set, especially if he continues to bulk up and that he's not, you know, you don't have to worry about him taking you know ten touches a game, fifteen touches a game in case something happens to Mostert or Wilson. Like this guy, this guy has a chance to be really special for us. Yep. So, you know, I mean, we, we haven't spoke about Gaskin, and that, that kind of says all we have to say. Uh, he's probably not going to make the team uh, if, uh, you know, they go out and they, and they do sign Cook. Uh, he would obviously be the odd man out, and I still think his, his job is in somewhat jeopardy regardless. 
Yeah, and I didn't mention uh, Ahmed over Gaskin necessarily because I like Ahmed more. I, I think both guys are, are pretty damn similar. Ahmed just has a little bit more bulk, I think, and um, is the guy too. is the guy who would stick around. But that's not me saying that I I dislike Gaskin. I just I think that his his career is uh you know there's not an upward trajectory happening with it, and he's he's very limited. All right. So we covered wide receiver, we covered running back, we covered <laughs> the tight end and the offensive line. So of those positions, guys, if, if you could make one move, what would it be? I mean, which position do you think needs to be bolstered the most? A wide receiver, for sure. I mean, I think the running backs are fine. You know, you've got capable backups You know, at that wide receiver position. I mean, there's a major drop-off. You know, I think that who is Cedric Wilson? That's my question. I, Mike. You know, I mean, listen. You know, when when you look at guys and and you see over the course of a full season, you know, as to what they brought to the offense. Now it's the same coaching staff. It's the same personnel. Yep. So you know, why would you think that anything will change in regard to him? I, you know, I just don't see it. I mean. You know, I think that there were plays called for him over the course of the year. The first half of the season, he was just non-existent. And now I don't know if that's a Tua thing, to where he just favors the other two guys to that extent, to where he just looks for one or the other and calls it a day. Uh Or if it's just a situation where Wilson's just not getting it done and getting open down the field. That, I, you know, I honestly can't, can't answer that question. But you know, with all that being said, there's nothing in regard to him that makes me think that anything is going to change come this offseason. He, he was just non-existent. I mean, he fell out of favor. I mean, Sheffield and Craycraft were more productive than he was. And yeah. Craycraft missed half the season last year. I think Wilson was healthy for all 17 games. So... You know, I, I don't really have a lot of faith in him whatsoever. Um, you know, the tight end position is, is another position where we, you know, we, we could really use another good, good pass receiving, you know, a, a, a guy that can catch the ball down the field, you know, make some plays in the offense. I mean, Smythe is a very solid tight end, but he's not that guy. So in both of those positions, I think, need to be, you know, need to be addressed to some extent. Um, you know, I think we need more, uh, especially at the wide receiver position. Yeah. And, and I think that if there was one, uh, one position that we could bring a guy in, it would probably be tight end right now, because it, it depends on what we do with Tanner Connor. Right. And if Elijah Higgins comes in and becomes a playmaker at tight end, instead of staying at a wide receiver role. But I think that we have enough role players uh, at wide receiver that if I was to choose one of those positions to bring a guy in, it would probably be tight end. Interesting. How so? It's interesting to me because, you know, I, I hear Lou clamoring for a receiver, and he's not wrong. No, uh, he's not you wrong. Really, you really want to elevate that third position if you can. And if I can do that or get a tight end, it's interesting. I think I'd rather the receiver, but I'm not knocking your choice of tight end either because that could certainly benefit us as well. 
Yeah, but, the thing uh, about it is, I mean, there's not some guy at tight end that just wows you, right? There, we've talked about it. There's Cameron Brait, you know. There's Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> there's Anthony Ferkser. There's a, there's some guys who could come in and play a role, but those aren't the guys that I'm talking about when I say if I can make a move, right? Those aren't the guys who are going to come in and make a big difference at tight end. So, well, now I, that we know of, <laughs> yeah, no, it, for sure. We and I just don't see that. Uh, either of those guys, any of those guys, making a huge difference. Yep. Let me, let me go back to last season again. And, you know, let's go back to the same coaching staff, same personnel, right? Yeah, Mike Kosicki okay. should be a playmaker. They didn't utilize him. I know, I know. Okay, so with that being said, you know, the the tight end position, regardless of what we do at it, you know, unless you're bringing a guy like Kelsey in, they 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 don't they don't utilize it. They right. don't. They put receiver. They he wants receivers and speed on the field. Now you had a guy in Gasecki who's probably one of the faster tight ends in the league, right? One of the more athletic guys, and you you saw how they utilized him last year. So you know, my concern is, and and I think the importance on this team, and because of the way they run their offense. That's why I feel that the wide receiver position is 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 the thing that they need to address more so because even if you brought in a you know a somewhat decent tight end, you're just not going to see him in the offense a lot. You're going to see three and four receiver sets a lot more, I think, and that's the way McDaniel likes to play football, I guess, and 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 that's it. So I think you know they're they're content with what they have at that tight end position because they're not going to utilize it as much as the wide receivers and, you know, just leave it at that. Well, I, I don't, I don't uh, look down upon the Lou for wanting another wide receiver who's a playmaker, but we see what George Kittle does in that Shanahan type offense. He unlocks things and, and, you know, if we bring in a, a Kelsey type, then obviously you do something like that, but there's, there's a tight end somewhere that can help unlock things in this offense. And, um, you know, I, I think we both – we need both. But Is there uh, a guy out there that was, was better no, than absolutely, absolutely not. No, I don't think Probably so. Probably not. No, right? I'm, I'm not you saying know, that there up. is. But, uh, you know, if I had a choice, I would bring in a hell of a tight end that could help unlock this offense. Cause, you know, I, I think – you know, as 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 they as you go through training camps and you see this influx of young receivers coming into the league, that you're going to see some wide re- veteran wide receivers that are going to be available. Um, and you know, you saw how productive some guys like were, like uh, T.Y. Hilton in Dallas late in the season. He made some plays for him. You know, I think that you need to bring in. You know, a guy that that has some experience that can make some plays in your offense, um, and I think that um, there may be some guys available because, like I said, there's an influx of young receivers coming in, and every single year pushes some of these veteran guys off to the side. And um, you know, there may be a guy or two that's actually better than some of the guys we have on our roster right now. So, you guys are both comfortable with the offensive line. Um, you have to be, Mike. I mean, you know, there's there's no if and you know, there's there's no way out of it at this point. You know, we've talked about this before in regard to, you know, guys being cast off. Um, you know, they're bottom of the barrel. And you 
I don't think any bottom of the barrel guys from any other team are going to be better than anybody we have right now. So, you know, you have to be content with the offensive line. I think the center position is solid. The right guard position is very solid. The left tackle position is very, very solid. So, you know, it, it, we're, we're a lot better off than what we have been in years past where, you know, we looked at every position across the offensive line and said, oh boy, you know, mm-hmm. where, where, where are we getting it from? You know, and right now you got three rock solid players across that offensive line and, um, you know, hopefully the other two positions are filled well. So yeah, I do feel comfortable with it. I do. Now, if I squint hard enough, I'm comfortable with it. So guess what? What? Tell us. I'm on pins and we needles. We have <laughs> the opening line for the first week of the season. All right. The the were you talking about the DraftKings odds or the the betting lines? The betting line. All right. Favored by hundred. <laughs> so the the Dolphins are a two and a half point underdog uh, opening day. Well, how do you feel about that? Uh, we got. We got San Diego. Uh, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers, right? Yep, yeah, on the road. Two and a half around by them last those. time, so two and a half is not bad. We did, we did. I think we're going to put a hurting on Herbert. <laughs> hurting Bert. I think Ramsey's going to be blitzing from that cornerback position and give him fits. But um, listen, it, it, it's going to be a nip and tuck game. You know, we we talk about this all the time. You know, Tua's got to play up to, you know, play up to Herbert. You know, and, um, you know, I think that Herbert know, may have to play up to Tua. Out yeah, of the let's gate. hope so. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope that's the case, Mike. But the, the bottom line is this, is that you're on the road. I talked about this a week or two ago on the podcast, that if you're going to start on the road on opening day, you know, uh, this isn't a bad spot. You know, no. the fan base, it's not a crazy atmosphere. No, uh, it, it's a good situation for us to start the season if we, in fact, had to start on the road, which we are. So I like it. You know, two and a half point underdogs, uh, you know, that's probably right where we should be. That's the home field advantage. Other yep. than that, they're calling it an even game. Yep. Yeah, and, and last year they punched us in the mouth. It's time for us to punch back. This has the makings, you know, assuming – Tua stays healthy and gets a, a longer contract with Miami. You know Herbert's going to get a long contract with L.A. This has the makings of one of those longtime rivalry-type games because they're always going to be connected. Miami and L.A. is always going to be connected because of Tua and Herbert. So it's time to see us take a shot back at them. And uh, I'm excited to watch this game opening weekend. Let's see. The uh, preseason schedule came out. Preseason? <laughs> are we playing in Germany? <laughs> Not during the preseason, no. Okay. Well, we, we are playing the Falcons. Mexico? <laughs> we play the Falcons a lot in the preseason, don't we? Well, yeah, because they're close. We're playing Tampa <laughs> Bay, I'm assuming. Nope. No Tampa Bay this year, but nope. we have uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. So we have yeah. Jacksonville. You guys going to let me read this? Yeah, I'm waiting. I mean, I don't know what's going on over there, but go ahead. Well, week one, we have the Falcons at home. Uh, That's August 11th at 7 o'clock. Week two, uh, we travel to uh, Houston and uh, play them Saturday night, the 19th at 8 o'clock. Okay. 
And uh, then the following week, we close the preseason uh, with our third game in Jacksonville, uh, August 26th at 7 p.m. All right. I'll be a happy camper when all that shit's over. Yeah, I know. But you'll be able to watch Braylon Sanders and, and see if he's going to get, you know, get the job done. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, the dress rehearsal week three versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. So that should be fun. Yeah, I think so. All right. Very nice. Very, very nice. Interesting, interesting. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I think I'm good. I, I'm excited for the season to get started, all the off-season <laughs> programs to get to get really rolling, and yeah. Yeah, we got we got a while yet, Daniel, so keep that excitement, you know, at that, you know. Yeah, no, it's still May. <laughs> at a minimum, we got, we, well, got, we got how many months? We're I'm, in we're in. <laughs> Hey, June, let me, July, let me do that again, Lou. Three months. I, I'm Good. really excited for the off-season programs to get started. The season's <laughs> a little bit further out in the distance, but you know we're starting to ramp up for that, aren't we, fellas? We are. Uh, are we? Okay, guys. <laughs> we are. I mean, hey, look, we got two tackles. Yeah. You know? yeah. I got you. I got you. Yep. So, All right. You know, if they if they can straighten up the offensive line and keep that keep that down, regardless of who gets hurt, then we're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, some of these other positions we'd like to see better. But, you know, when you start factoring in the defense, and we'll talk about that uh, next week. I just, uh, want right. to, I just want to keep seeing accurate, deep outs, Tua in a bucket hat. Uh, no more. I don't want to see any of these dirty to throw five yards in front of the the, <laughs> the receivers. Yeah, that was kind of silly. Yeah, you know, why, why would they post that, you know? That's Twitter for you, my man. Anyway. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for joining me this evening, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, and as I said, we'll talk a little more defense. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is proud to be part of the DolphinStock.com network. Check out their site. There's all kinds of articles and podcasts which you'll enjoy. Until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.